Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and today I have an amazing entrepreneur in Christina Shea, who created a, an amazing brand called Blue Sky Life. And Christina, I want to thank you so much for being a guest here on Invest in Yourself. How about you just give us a quick introduction, a little bio about yourself so that we can go into your story? Excellent. Thank you so much, Phil, for having me with you. Um, it's just a nice way to spend the evening. So yes, I'd be happy to share my story. I'll try to make it as succinct as possible. Um, I'll, I'll kind of weave a little bit of my personal into it. I like to joke that my uh, life is a bit like a Netflix drama series and it's still continuing. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I think I'm going to steal that from you now. <laughs> you can see it in my a couple of different write-ups about me. But yeah, I say that a lot. Um, I think a lot of people, we all have stories and that's why we like podcasts and we like, you know, listening to stories, reading books and all that. But definitely I have a life story that goes along with my business and my journey. And so just to kind of do the short story, and um, I've been widowed twice. So as I like to say, it's kind of almost been like struck by lightning twice. Um, I was very, very young, uh, got married very young, and we used to ride motorcycles. And tragically, um, while I was working, actually, um, for one, like I started my career very early, um, he was hit by a truck and... Um, Unfortunately, obviously, that was not a good ending. So I was, you know, basically started all fresh again. I had to move out of my home. I had to start fresh. Um, and it was interesting because that's when I actually really did start my entrepreneurial life. And it was by totally by accident. Because um, at the time, um, when I started working actually for a larger corporation after I left that initial job when I was young, um, I realized I really hated this job, even though it had great benefits and it was a huge corporation, which I don't want to name. Um, there is all sorts of things like, you know, harassment. I was a young girl too. So I, I laughed and I left. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole book in that. So anyway, I, I left and, um, I decided, okay, I've had a lot of drama already and I'm only 25 years old, if that, at that point. And so I decided to just be in my garden and try to heal and try to figure out how the hell I was going to pay my bills. And this is before the internet was a big thing. I mean, it was just emerging. So this is 1998 now, in 1997, my husband died. Anyway, um, I get a phone call and I was in the garden and it was a large bank, which I'm not gonna say who, um, called me and uh, I was like kind of a little bit weirded out because that bank was actually one of the clients that I used to work with for this or other organization that I left, right? And so they just basically looked me up on the yellow pages and um, found me. And they said, we don't want to work with this ex-corporation. We want to work with you. And I was kind of like surprised. <laughs> so that that is like, high praise coming from a bank saying, no, we don't want this multi-billion dollar corporation that's been helping us. We want you. That's yeah, huge it, praise. <laughs> it was, um, you know, and there's a part of me because I was so young and um, naive too. I was like, I was shocked by it. But if I'd been older, I would have been like probably even more taken aback. But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I thought, well, now I know how I'm going to pay my bills, at least for the summer. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, I'll do this for the summer. That's kind of what I thought. Um, and I had to come up with the name of the company. And at that point in time, I named it Delphinium. 
design, and you, I know we're on video here and people can't see us, but there's a little um, embossment of memory of my first company here, which is a delphinium plant. And I was gardening and I had to name something because my I got a lawyer and had to incorporate immediately because I had a large client. So, and a delphinium is a very tall flower and it stands above the crowd and it's quite noticeable. And it is a technically, I suppose, a wildflower. Um, and I always considered myself a little wild in <laughs> past times, but, yeah, so that's how I actually started. Now, I, I, I jumped back and forth from working for people, but I really liked being my own boss. And I was basically essentially a consultant and a freelancer. And I worked for a very um, a large amount of companies. And then I did get remarried again, unfortunately. Um, the father of my daughter passed away as well. And it's been quite the journey. And, you know, um, I won't go into all the financial losses and the personal loss and the emotional loss was quite traumatic. Let's just say that. So I got on a corporate roller coaster ride because I thought at the time, I mean, I was going back and forth from consulting and working full time. I actually started merging both of them. And as you can imagine, that's a recipe for disaster while taking courses. And I was even teaching fitness and dance and all sorts of things. Um, it just was, just yeah. keeping busy because you're like, hey, I'm bored. Let's keep busy. Yes, yes. And, you know, it was like that. I've just always been this very ambitious person. I always thought I could not. I just didn't want to say no to opportunities. Plus, I was also the sole income provider for a very young you know, daughter. And I was hustling would be the best word for it. And I just thought, you know, I'll die when I sleep. Well, I quickly realized I will die. I mean, if I don't sleep, which is right. what my doctor told me. So I actually came face to floor. And I've told this story a few times. I was going down the escalator in the financial district in Toronto where I was having clients and I was working um, and collapsed and I was rushed to the hospital. And so basically I was told I had a brain cyst and this was, you know, maybe the reason, maybe they, they still don't know for sure if those are the exact reasons why I have migraines because they can't pinpoint everything. But I had extreme migraines for years and years and years. So debilitating that, you know, I basically put ice packs on my head and blah, 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 and take a lot of painkillers, but obviously not a picture of wellness. Anyway, so I, I, uh, you did, I was going back and forth between working and, and, and consulting and, um, I realized, you know, I, throughout the years, and I even got involved in the cannabis sector, and I got back on that roller coaster. And anybody who has been in the cannabis sector when it was starting, and it's still a crazy roller coaster, one year is like a, you know, like a dog year. So it's like you work to death almost, which is literally almost what I did. So there goes the journey, um, corporate burnout, widowed twice, single mom, diagnosed with a multitude of health conditions, which didn't just stop there. I was almost had a stroke, actually. So it was quite um, a Netflix little drama series. And there's a little mini stories in between, but I decided to start a new company and um, I actually like to call it a movement, but it is a company. It's called Blue Skies Life. Um, and so I'm, I'll let you kind of guide the conversation over there, but it's really about wellness, elevating wellness as a whole. And I think during the pandemic, which is, you know, I've always embraced wellness, especially since my journey through all my health conditions, but I'm very much embracing it more than ever. And corporate burnout is a real thing, um, but that's not what the company is all about. It's really about non-toxic products and non-toxic thinking, but corporate burnout can be part of that. So when I got sick, I was looking for a non-toxic products to help my healing journey um, because I didn't want to have chemicals on my skin or in my body. And I'm very much about sustainability and ethical trade. And I'm very much about elevating women and self-identifying women. So uh, I decided Blue Skies Life. And if you want, you can tell me, I can tell you the reason why I named it that too. Just please, like myself. I would love to know why. I don't want to dominate the whole conversation. Just talk. This, um, this is your this is your podcast, <laughs> by the way. Just letting you know, I, I'm just here to look pretty or sound oh, pretty. 
Well, you do. You have an amazing voice, actually. Thank you. Um, so Blue Skies Life, well, actually going through the journey of losing my two husbands, especially, you know, the first one, I remember being traumatized. I didn't have a place to live. I was lying on the grass and looking at it was summertime at that point and, and looking at the sky. And I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't even know how to pay for this funeral. And I don't know how to like I, how, what's going to happen to me. Um, and I just looked up at the blue skies because I was lying on the grass. And I thought, you know what? Everything is going to be OK. Um, you know, just it was optimism. It was hope. And I just felt like I could keep going, right? And so I've used that as my mantra to keep going through all the things. And obviously every day is not a blue sky, as we all know, as today, right now, and I'm just outside Toronto, we had a huge thunderstorm. We had that yesterday in Montreal, so you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, without the rain, we don't have rainbows, right? So yes, without the storms, we can't appreciate the blue sky. So that's sort of really what it is. It's about optimism. It's about hope. And during the pandemic, I really noticed the blue skies because people weren't driving so much um, and in the very beginning there. So you really saw the pollution, like I'm very much, you know, kind of dissipate and you could really see that. And I think people really want hope and they want optimism. And to me, it's also about blue sky thinking, which is about no limits. And as a woman in business, we always seem to have this glass ceiling which I, you know, I, I like to think, you know, our, our ceiling should be our new floor. And I like to think of no limits. So I don't even think the sky is your limit. So it's a very um, esoteric. Yes, it's a very esoteric. And it is all about wellness. And it is all about, um, I like to call it, as I say, a way of thinking and a movement. So it's about non-toxic products and non-toxic thinking. And I spelt blue skies, because it is plural, blue skies, life with a why because it was all about my why and my purpose and which was to elevate women and non-toxic products and continuing that you know movement of clean beauty um clean products clean living is really what please guys is about and also clean thinking <laughs> um so because it's all about mindset and if you embrace wellness as a way of life which i think that's why i called it please guys like because it is a way of life um I think, you know, you can go so many places. And my purpose really with it was to not only elevate non-wellness and non-toxic products, but to elevate women and self-identify women because I'm very much LGBTQ friendly. And hence I could knew I can weave the rainbows into all of my stories. So that gives you a little bit background about what Blue Skies Life is all about. I love it. I, I fully support it. I, I love... I think 2020 was a year of rebirth for a lot of people and having that moment to be able to just stop and breathe. Cause we were going so fast and we were rushing, rushing. Everybody was trying to do so much. You're trying to, you know, stay ahead of the bill, stay ahead of this, stay ahead of this, not having the time for themselves and thinking if I put more hours at work, I'll get more work done. I'll be more uh, healthy. And I, I suffered from a, a burnout in the early part of 2020 um, pretty much the end of, I should have had it at the end of 2019, but it got displaced till the beginning of 2020, just before lockdown happened. So I was living a lockdown life before lockdown happened. And then I started getting healing better and started my journey as an entrepreneur. But no, I, I fully love the fact that it's like non-toxic thinking, non-toxic products, going back to like nature and having nature help us. And I, I fully believe in that as well. So uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Um, your journey has been insane. Uh, like you said, it is a Netflix, a Netflix drama series. And um, I just don't know where to start. <laughs> it's like, there's so much. Um, but I, I'm going to start with 
uh, a simple question. And it's one that I, I do like asking, uh, what was your favorite success that you've had in your life so far? It can be personal, it can be business, it can be a, a client success that you, you've helped. Uh, when it comes to success, like carte blanche, if you will, of how you want to define it. Like you said, um, I believe you said success is subjective and what it means as this is changed for me throughout the years. So what would you say? your favorite success was and can be any type of success you want. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I mean, as I, yeah, as you mentioned, I did say success um, is subjective and it's re been reframed for me in my mind, what that was. I used to think it was climbing um, corporate ladders and achieving titles. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I was always goal oriented, but um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do the typical thing, but yes, I am a mom and I've raised my daughter and I'll have to say that's the largest accomplishment. She's still growing up. She's still, she's 21. She's the age that I was when I got married, but she's, you know, gone to university uh, or going to university. She's in her last year. So I have to say as a single mom, that's probably my, you know, I'm going to be, I don't know if I can swear, but she's not effed up okay. or anything. And, you know, we've, she's gone through so much losing her father and it's been, and me being able to, I actually sent her to private school. So that was one of my most proud moments and accomplishments that she, she's gotten through this and she's reasonably well adjusted to the best of considering all she's gone through and she's such a success in that way. So, but I will say that, but in terms of my, um, my career, um, it, you know, I think I'm going to go back and forth a little bit there because I think it depends on, um, you know, really, I think working with one of the largest banks was, more, even though it was just very serendipitous, I feel that was, and it wasn't just one, I then I, I got two, and then I also then started working with some regulatory bodies here in Ontario, which I don't want to name the companies. No, it's fine. But, yeah, so, and-, and <laughs> I have an idea which banks you may have worked with, having been in the finance industry pretty much my whole life. So I have an idea who you may or may not have worked with. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of it was just pure tenacity. And I just was a bit of naivety at the same time. And I think that's gotten me places. And I still have that little bit in me because people like put self-limiting beliefs. And I think that's one of my core competencies is I don't really think of things like that. Sometimes if I listen to people, they come. But so for recently, I guess, you know, I, I was laid off during the pandemic. Um, but I already was reframing in my head this this life. I'm going back on this roller coaster. It's making me sick again. So to me, and I know this is a personal, but it's slash business is really to make that commitment and decision that I was going to open a company and not sit around and sit and wallow in my depression. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it pivoted even from what I thought it was going to be. There's still an element of that because I was going to open a cannabis retail store where, you know, cannabis became legal. And I was one of the first that actually, well, and, and there's a whole long list of people that got those licenses. I do, and I do have that license, but because of the pandemic, um, I decided to wait. And because I did, I think I saved myself a lot of money. I'm still associated with cannabis retail. I, I won't mm -hmm. say again, names of those companies but I don't own my own under Blue Sky's life. Um, and I'm really glad I did not do that because they are opening up like nail salons everywhere in Canada. And it's it's very hard. They are selling the same products. There's so many different. Um, so I think in hindsight, what doesn't happen sometimes opens new doors. So for me to make the decision, A, I was going to go just go do this thing. And then I, I, I let the universe then tell me, okay, you know what, I'm really about wellness. I'm not just about one plant because that's what is a plant. It's a botanical, like how I like to frame. I'm really about an overarching umbrella. So I decided to go with that. And so I will, because it's recent for me, I'm going to frame it that way. So anybody who's thinking about it being an entrepreneur, um, even if it's part-time, just follow 
your intuition somewhat and don't force things. You know, I wanted to force it so bad and then it just blew up a little bit and um, in, in, a, in the original plan meeting and then I went in a different direction. I will say that um, I, those are probably some of my, um, can I can name micro successes, but to me, those momentous ones and that really clear the path in your direction um, and, and make way for new beginnings. I really feel like it was a mindset thing for me. So I would say changing directions and being open to change and making that commitment to put my foot in and then my knee in. <laughs> now I'm in it. So, you know, after a long career of kind of going back and forth and being on the fence, I'm here and I'm off the fence. I'm on the other side. <laughs> so I will say that's my biggest success right now, other than my daughter. I love it. I love how you uh, you embrace the challenges that come to f come to you, and you uh, you take them head on, and you don't worry about them because you know the universe is going to help you. I hope so. <laughs> so far, it has. It's been helping you so far. You're not one. You 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 uh, you. The universe told you, "Hey, uh, maybe retail cannabis isn't for you." by giving you the the pandemic, <laughs> you know, that was a big sign, you know, you, you were able to get your health in order and change your life so that you had a healthier life so that you could be there to see your uh, daughter graduate by having that little medical collapse, you know? So I think the challenges you, you face, you've crushed them. So I, I hats off to you. Cause that's an impressive feat. Cause um, I'm sorry. I don't know how like, I've talked to about a hundred entrepreneurs and I don't think one of them may have maybe one or two have a story just as Netflix -y, if you will, <laughs> as yours. Um, but I don't think I've seen them pivot as much as you've had to pivot and, and still come out successful. Well, thank you for saying that. So I, I will be planning to write a book. Maybe I could even get it into Netflix because there's a whole lot of other material in there. But well, funny I, enough, I have connections to uh, people who help authors uh, write their books. So really? I will be more than happy to put you in contact with uh, actually a former guest, Jeremy Sutton, who is the doctor, a book doctor himself. So I will be more than happy to put you in contact with him because he is a valuable resource. I, I love being connected love with him. That. I am writing a chapter um, in a book named Grit, but it's a compilation, but I really feel I, it was just me getting my foot wet or my toe dipped in there again. But now I want to, I'm still writing that, but I, I want to definitely tell my story. And it, it, it's not just about, I mean, there's some healing to that, but it's also, I want to inspire people, not just women, but people to get through um, trauma and thrive. And it doesn't feel like there's a reason when it happens. I have to say, I think, not that all of my decisions have been wise or anything, but because of the situation has been placed in such, such a young age, it got me more comfortable with being uncomfortable. I mean, I was probably like a lot of young women at the time. I thought, oh, I'll get married, have a little white picket fence. And I actually didn't have a drive at that time to have children or anything like that. <laughs> um, I never played house as a young little girl. I was always a bit of a tomboy. But I, I just didn't, you know, it's just what society teaches you. Yeah. And I just realized that, you know, I don't think it's for me. And I think the universe did put me in these situations to form whatever path I'm supposed to go. And I hope, I feel it's for a higher purpose to help other people, hopefully prevent burnout, live better, not use toxic products and also elevate their thinking and their mindset. Because I think, um, I, I think it's Jeff Bezos. He has a regret framework, I think he calls it. And I have one life to live. We all have one life to live, at least in this physical body that we know in our yeah. reality. I don't know what's beyond that, 
Um, but I feel we should do it well and make it matter and have a positive legacy. I mean, my Blue Skies Life company, which is, it's, I call it, a, I, someone actually tried to, she kind of put it down. She's, oh, it's a movement. It's not a company. And I thought, you know what? I like that. Yes, it is a movement. <laughs> it's a so, movement and a company. Like, yes, it is. Why both. can't it be both? Exactly. And you know what? When she said that, I'm like, oh, I love that. So I didn't really, first it kind of stunned. I'm like, wait a minute. Actually, I like that. So, because it is about sustainability and not only, definitely within the planet and from the raw ingredients that, you know, I collect and I, I uh, basically curate collections of my favorite products, but I'm also now working on creating my own house brand, which I already have a couple of products, but my own house line of products that I'll be launching in the next year. Um, but it's really about, uh, yeah, it's really about elevating women and wellness, but not just that, also leaving a positive legacy and sustainability is also really a framework of mind. Because, and as a leadership, right, you have to have sustainability in that. And I think if you have a growth mindset, you can sustain, if you have to can sustain yourself, but also hopefully sustain a business. And I want to create a nice, you know, a beautiful culture, a blue skies life culture when I can, you know, really grow and expand the company even further to what it is now. That's, that's amazing. I love it. I it's, it's awesome. It, it, like, I love how you also took this person was trying to kind of put down your company by saying it's a movement, but you're like, no, it's a movement and a company. And it's a great movement, giving that positivity where people need it. They need to elevate, go, go just a bit above, push yourself just a little bit and you'll see yourself go become a better human, a better person, keeping the negativity out. I think, within the last four years, we've had a lot of negativity uh, in the world and we're slowly getting out of it. I think 2020, like I said before, was the cleansing year for a lot of people. So I think you taking this movement of a, your mindset that you've taken all the hardships and all the successes and all that in your life. And you're like, I'm going to help people through it by giving them say, look, I've done this, this crazy things happened to me, but I can help you and look how still I'm positive. So I love that. I love how you're keeping people up and bringing new life to uh, people who may not have had the same struggles you had. And you're like, here, let me help you. I feel everybody has a story and I'm sure you do too. And you're sharing everybody's stories here on your podcast, you know, whether it's just business or, I mean, I think everybody, they all weave together, right? Mm -hmm. Business life. And I think that's such an admirable thing too. Um, you know, what you're doing because you're actually inspiring and sharing and educating others with your, you know, your platform, but by sharing other people's messages. Well, the, the, I've been talking nearly too much time, but usually I'm letting my guests talk, but I started this podcast and I've said it maybe about a dozen times on the show whenever it gets brought up. But I started this because I never knew how to be an entrepreneur. My fa I come from a nine to five family. And so I, and I was scared of entrepreneurship because my dad worked in a somewhat a sales capacity in his job, but it was still nine to five. So I got scared from, oh, I have to work for sales. No, no, no. I need that secure paycheck and that. And then with my burnout, I realized, no, I'm, I'm a creative. I, mm -hmm. I need to be my own boss. Exactly. And how do I find out how to do it? I started a podcast, started interviewing people who have done it beforehand because I, I don't have that access to those entrepreneurs. And then all of a sudden, close to a hundred interviews later, I have my own company. I have my clients and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great feeling getting ready to like take that leap into uh, full on entrepreneurship. 
It's dive right in, you know, like, um, I mean, sometimes you might get your, your toes wet, as I say, but um, when you make that final decision, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm not just going to put my feet in. Now I'm going to dive in and put, go head first or whatever, um, or a cannonball. So I, and make a splash because I really feel, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for people is to create that momentum and that action. And um, blue skies like too. It's like those little micro steps too. Um, even if it is like getting your toes wet and opportunities, whatever. But those little micro goals. Um, if you don't know how to swim, right? You know, you you learn to float or you dog paddle or whatever you do. And then before you know it, if you keep at it, you're going to be a much stronger swimmer. It's just like sailing because I I love these metaphors. But you know, I really do feel that those micro goals will take you to bigger changes, and small changes will equal big transformation. And and that's the same things like for my products. Like as I I always say, like so just to get educate the you know the women out there and also the men, um, the average woman, I don't know, the average men does, it's not far off, but the average woman puts approximately 515 synthetic chemicals that are harmful on her body each and every day. Now, maybe some of those chemical products might be lessened during the pandemic, but which makeup and so on. But um, in general, that is the number and our largest organ on our skin or on our skin, on our body is our skin, yeah. right? So when people don't think about that, um, and then up to, I mean, 60%, this is just a stat that, you know, has been argued, but up to 60%, supposedly, um, some can absorb some of these harmful ingredients. Ingredients. So even if it's 30% or 20%, I mean, over time, that starts to accumulate, just like, you know, we're so careful about what we eat, which is just as important, um, like trans fats and, you know, GMOs and all these other things now, we want to be organic. Well, you know what, putting things on your body and you know in your hair on your body or even what you're wearing like think about it because those things accumulate over time they lead to cancer they lead to they're carcinogenic or it could lead to alzheimer's there's so many things or just you know allergies which can be detrimental by themselves so when you start making those small changes in how you eat and also what you put on your skin i'm just being aware and educated just small steps Maybe you start with your skincare. Maybe you start also, you know, using products that are ethically made where, you know, you're not only demanding the quality of the product, but the quality of life for the people who made those products, right? Yeah. We don't think about those things like fast fashion. They're starting to become a movement about that. Um, but also, you know, it can be anything and recycling, repurposing pieces. I just launched a little summer line, which is really cute, um, bamboo cups and coconut bowls. Um, and you know, we've branded them with blue skies life and, and the word love because it's all about love. But at the end of the day, those coconut, um, shells, they would have just been burned. Right. And, uh, yeah. then making pollution and all that, but now they're being repurposed and recycled. But not only that, it's also creating, uh, skilled employment for the artisans in the local community at a fair price at a fair, tr you know, trade. Cause you could do see people doing these, you know, things that really, really cheap, but those people aren't being paid properly. And so it's creating some value for the community. It's also recycling, repurposing. But I also have, like, for example, organic silk kimonos. Again, they are organically made with, um, you know, ethical practices. And uh, they also create uh, employment for women that are in Asia. Um, so it, it is, um, you know, it's something to think about. And then the skincare, and my last name is Shea. So, of course, I had to have a Shea collection. <laughs> so I, I curate all these things that I personally love and test and try and now creating my own. But... Um, the skincare is just as important, if not even more important for your physical body, because as I said, it does get absorbed. So think about that and learn your, you know, your ingredients like parabens and phthalates. Um, they are, you know, plasticizers, they are synthetic preservatives. Well, they stay in your body 
or PFAs. I hope I got that right because I always forget abbreviations, um, which I don't ask me what that stands for. I do know the answer, but I could not pronounce it properly. It's a scientific fancy word that we're fine. We get it. <laughs> yes. And, and what, if you can, PFAs are like, uh, think like Teflon, right? So things that are nonstick or they're basically synthetics, right? So chemicals and a lot of non, um, a lot of makeup has PFAs, a lot of skincare, but a lot of makeup that's supposed to stay on your face. So think about those like lipstick forever lasting. Well, they're probably full of PFAs. And again, that's in your mouth. Like it's going to definitely get ingested some way or other or be absorbed into your body. And just like trans fats, you know, the rest of the, the uh, research proved that, you know, those things stay in our body. So do PFAs. So do a lot of these other things like parabens and phthalates and they accumulate over time. So it's just like eating bad food over a period of time. You're either going to gain weight or you're going to get, you know, bad cholesterol or, you know, all these things. So it's the same thing as what you put in and outside. So I like to say um, beauty inside and out, but it has so many different meanings, right? So what you put in your body, what you put on your body, but also how you think, uh, which goes to the non-toxic thinking because of self-limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome, all those things that not only women, um, you know, experience, but men as well, actually an LGBTQ in, in particular. I have a transgender brother. I have a gay brother as well. I come from a family of five and I'm the oldest, but out of four brothers, I have two that are in the LGBT community. So I'm very much about elevating that as well and being accepting and and that comes into non-toxic thinking, being tolerant and being non-judgmental of others. So, yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, mindset behind not only the science and, and, and all that and the thinking of it, but also the mindset, as I said. I love it. Um, I'm going to jump to another question that I have. Um, it's the ultimate goal in life. We snap our fingers. We're at the pearly gates. We're at wherever you've you've lived your full life. How do you want to look back? And I, I love how you you started. You go. My ultimate goal is to leave legacy of elevation. Well, I'm glad you prompted me there. My memory. <laughs> um, yes, you know I, I always talk about elevating women and wellness, but elevation as a whole. Um, and I always want to be a higher self, but I also want to help others. Um, reach their higher selves and be their best selves. And, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I'd always say, I want to shoot that elevator back down. You know, not that I was, you know, a huge CEO of some big bank myself or anything, but whatever position I was in, I wanted to elevate a young woman and all women alike, actually. And anybody who was underserved, whether it was a minority or, you know, even someone in the LGBT community, um, I wanted to shoot that elevator back down and help them rise to the top as well. And I think, a lot of people are afraid of doing that and elevating others. I want to elevate wellness in women, but I also want to elevate people as a whole to be their best selves. And it doesn't detract from you. So when you elevate or shine a light on others, it doesn't mean that you're dimming your glow or not elevating yourself. In fact, you're doing, you're increasing your glow. You're increasing your own elevation because you're spreading it. I like to always say too, um, love and kindness. I want that to be the new contagion. I've been saying that for a while during the pandemic which is why I just launched this, um, you know, cup of love and bowl of love, because um, a lot of people sometimes would say, you know, oh, you're so, f this is, I got this from Oprah actually, but I've, I've had a lot of people say this to me and I don't consider myself an egotistic person. When I say I want to elevate people, I truly want to elevate people. But they sometimes they think that you're being egotistic or full of yourself when you're, you're talking. And I say, you know, um, I quote Oprah and she says, I'm so full 
I'm so full of myself that my cup runneth over and I want to pour my cup into others. And how can you pour your cup into others if you're empty, right? So if you're elevating others, you're pouring into your own cup as well as, as well as into others. So that's where I guess I really want to leave just elevation as a whole, elevate others, elevate wellness, elevate, you know, sustainability around the world and hopefully heal our planet and heal, help heal. I would want to be one of those people. I can't maybe change the whole world myself, but um, a lot of the people who think they're crazy enough to change the world, like Steve Jobs says, you know, can. And I think if we all do little changes and be the change, I'm so full of quotes these days, Gandhi, um, <laughs> um, you know, we can, and it's a collaborative thing. It's not a competitive thing. I think people have to just, especially with the pandemic, work, collaborate, elevate each other. And then that's exactly what I want to do. I think that's an admirable goal. I, I know there's at least a few other of the interviews that I did have the same goal of helping others because that's the best thing. Like helping the next person up, they, they, they talk you up because they're like, this person helped me. So it shines light back on you even tenfold. And this is why I love doing my podcast, a little narcissistic myself. I get to talk to these amazing entrepreneurs <laughs> and learn from them, but also I get to share their story and people, if they hear it on my podcast and go over and they go, Oh yeah, I heard of you on Phil's podcast. You were amazing. That just means I've done my job. Good. I've shared a story to help. So I know for sure you being a, a major ally to the LGBTQ community, as well as to women and elevating them. That's going to be just amazing for my female listeners and my LGBTQ. I know it's a lot of letters, isn't it? It, it is. And I, I, I hope to one day have that point where we don't have to say LGBTQ. We can just say, hey, it's a person. I agree on so many levels, and I would love women to achieve that same status too. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. And I think, you know, people are like, a lot of people say, oh, why do we have to call out, you know, this group or that group? Because they have been underserved and they have been underrecognized. And I have no problem with, I mean, one day I would love if everybody can just be people. Mm -hmm. And that's how... Really, I view, I don't view people from, I've never been brought up that way, I have to say, even though I grew up in a bit of a dysfunctional home, but I never grew up, <laughs> um, you know, judging people by their their race or, you know, even, you know, where they come from or their social status. So I think that is also a big part of the whole picture. People define, not only label people in a negative way, but let's, let's just bring each, we're all people, we're all coming into the world the same way, and we're all going to leave the world at some point in time. So let's make it a better place together and enjoy each other and have a good time while we're doing it and enjoy the blue skies. And yes. <laughs> Great way to uh, come to the last question here. Uh, Christina, I'm a voracious eater of books. I love reading books. They're, they get me through most of the troubling times in life. Um, this is a question I ask all my entrepreneurs and guests. What is a book that you suggest or you recommend to people either about to dip their toe into the entrepreneurial world or if they're having some issues in their life that could benefit them it's again what book would you suggest to my listeners that's um i love books too but i haven't had as i mean i'm going to give you my my referrals of course but i haven't had much time i'm becoming really in a lover of audible <laughs> Um, because I'm finding it challenging sometimes because I'm so tired I fall asleep while reading. But <laughs> Audible counts as a book, by the way. Audible counts as a book because they it's an audio book. I I will fully allow it. Um, whatever book you suggest. Well, I have then. I'm just going to say two. And there's so many that I really do love. But 
two that I will um, put off right at the top. This one is a book book. There might be, I don't know if there's an audible because this is more like a daily, um, I guess, aspiration. No, I wouldn't say daily because I have a daily one too, but there's, it's more like little mini chapters and it's by Robin Sharma. And, you know, when I was going through a lot of difficulty, it's, uh, what's it called? Um, I think, Who Will Cry When I Die? Ooh. Which um, is quite, I mean, I still, actually, I'm going to pick it up tonight and reread it. Because I also have, I think, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a daily, it's not really affirmations, but daily messages by Robin Sharma too. And they're just dated by the, you know, the day they say it's June 29th. You, you turn to that page and there's a message of some kind. That's a different book, which I like as well, because sometimes my, I don't have the time. But those things, they they all have themes, whether it's about purpose or um, mindset or, you know, belief systems that you, you know, have ingrained in you and also how society, um, you know, ingrains them in you as well. So there's all, but I really do like Who Will Cry When I Die because that really feeds into my legacy that I want to leave. And um, I don't want to make people cry and sob. I hope that they have a party actually and celebrate me. That would be much better because I'd love to be able to plan at a huge party. Uh, and uh, hopefully my, my daughter can take me, uh, you know, on a vacation and, and spread my ashes somewhere. That's how I'd rather be remembered. But I'm in full agreement there. I said, uh, have a party at a bar when I die. That's that's the rule. Party at a yeah. bar, get drunk, enjoy the stupidities of my life and tell <laughs> those stories that I did. But yes, continue. Your, uh, and maybe your and maybe some cannabis edibles too. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Not, not that I recommend mixing and matching, but <laughs> <laughs> all depends on preference. And my second one, um, I was going to actually put that as a last one, so I reversed it, but um, I'd say it's a mindset one too, but I love Mel Robbins a lot, um, and you probably know it, the five-second rule, but she also has a whole bunch of series of, like, because I've been listening to Audible, Take Control of Your Life. Um, oh, she has a whole collection. I've been voraciously listening to them, and, you know, they are about mindset, and I love the five-second rule because, you know, a lot of us procrastinate, and it's just a simple, it's it's embedded in our brains. It's five, four, three, two, one, go do it. Now it might be a small thing like just get up out of the bed is how she started with it or going to the gym or I'm going to dig in and start this project, even though it's a big, huge, hairy, scary goal. I'm going to at least get my, you know, started and do some little bit that's going to move the needle forwards. So I really like that because it's a motivator. And I love the fact that she had kind of a similar, I wouldn't say similar story, but you know, she had some setbacks in her life. And she rebounded, as you can imagine, very successfully with really no agenda of quite being where she is now. Um, I, I really admire her, how she inspires others to make change as well. So five, four, three, two, one, go do it and go live your blue skies life and make some positive things happen and make your life matter. I really, I think those those are kind of the, my suggestions, but I'd love to hear yours too. Oh, well, well, I, I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss. Um, so his four hour work week, I actually picked, I wanted to pick up the four hour work week first, but then they were sold out at the bookstore. So I got Tools of Titans, which is an amazing book uh, where he pretty much takes all the lessons he's learned from all the entrepreneurs he's interviewed and he uh, distills them into three categories, wealth, health, and business. Uh, Wealth, health, and relationship. Yes, I think they all go together. They're the, they're the triangle of life, if you will. And it's been a phenomenal. My, I even bought it for my brother because he he read a bit about it, uh, read uh, like just a bit of it, and he was like, "I love this book." So the the Tim Ferriss books, Tools of the Titan, Four Hour Work Week are my two books. But also Think and Grow Rich for your mind to get your mind thinking in a positive way. 
those are the books I usually always suggest to uh, people starting entrepreneurship. Well, I'm definitely going to see if there's an audible version. Uh, I can. Uh, I don't know about Tools of the Titan because it's not a regular book. It's not a read front to cover. You can. It's more mini essays. Oh, well, I will definitely check. That's actually perfect for me. On that note, talking about you're talking about wealth and health, and you know, I I have a subscription box, but it's called uh, Wealth Boxes, and because I am from the financial world, you know, I was in marketing comms, but. Um, wealth is health. So I've kind of, you know, had fun. I love playing with words, but wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, because if you're not well, you you don't have any wealth. So That's to true. be truly wealthy, you need to be well in, you know, mind, body, and soul really, but so in health, which is all part of your being wealth. And it's what you said there is so true, wealth and health and relationships, it's a trifecta. But I think overall, I think we have to define what success and what wealth is. Yes, we all want to be able to have the financial freedoms, and that's definitely part of it. But we need to be well physically, um, mindfully, and, you know, relationships too. And that's a hard one. So, yeah, true wealth is, I think, W-E-L-L-T-H, wealth. I like that. I like that. Now, Christina, we've had a lovely conversation. Um, I think it's one of my, the one of the ones I've enjoyed the most. But we are coming to the end of the episode, so I am – pardon me. I am going to give you the last five minutes. You don't have to take the full five minutes, uh, but let my audience know where they can find you, how they can get in contact with you and anything else you have uh, you want to share. So I'm just going to jump off screen and it's all yours. Well, thank you so much, Phil. And I will share the love right back at you. I have to say this is one of my favorite podcasts I've been on to not to say I haven't loved all the other ones I've been on. Um, it's been just a really, I don't know, really philosophical conversation. But yes, you can reach me, Christina with a K, and Shay, like the butter, like I like to say, so S-H-E-A, so Christina Shay, at Blue Skies Life. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse. And remember, Blue Skies Life is plural, and the, it's spot with a Y. So it's all about your why and your passion and your purpose. Um, but really, we're all about mindful, non-toxic products, non-toxic thinking. And you can visit to my page, uh, WW, of course, I don't know who does WW anymore, but anyway, life.com Again, it's spelled with a Y. Um, you can also Google my name. You'll find it if you, if you make a typo. So Christina with a K, she like the butter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm addicted to Clubhouse as of recent. So you can find me there and even have a conversation with me. Um, also, you can, you know, reach out. There's contact information on the website. I was going, oh, I was going to add a special offer. Yes, please. So uh, if you do want to shop on Blue Skies Life, there will be more giveaways later, but we're still in our infancy. But I just want to share the love. Um, it's all about love. And I want to share some self-care, self-love. If you um, go on our website and you purchase anything above $40, um, I will give you a free bath bomb because you all are the bomb. And we have all natural health uh, goods. Uh, all natural bombs. So there's no, you know, in synthetics or anything like that in there. They're totally... Um, made with love, crafted with love, and all natural. So you get a free bomb. Just put the discount code in Phil. Okay, so P H I L Phil, and you get a free bomb. Awesome! Thank you so much for that. I'm definitely going to be. Uh, I don't take baths, but I'll definitely give <laughs> that to my sister um, and my mom as well because they do enjoy the baths, and bath bombs are the bomb. Um, Christina, I want to thank you again for being a guest and having this philosophical. <laughs> 
entrepreneurial speak with uh, talk with me. I hope my I know my audience will enjoy it, and I, I hope I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it as well. Um, without further ado, the links are in the show notes down below, as per usual, audience. And remember to invest in yourself and just get healthy. Yes, invest with your wealth.